I will feast at the table of the Lord. I will feast at the table of the Lord. I won't hunger anymore. Welcome to the table. You are listening to the Kingstown Communion podcast with lead pastor Michelle Matthews. The Kingstown Communion is a new United Methodist Church existing to gather people into communion with Jesus Christ through courageous conversation, creative community, and collaborating for the common good. We worship at Island Creek Elementary School, 7855 Morning View Lane, every Sunday at 10 a.m. For more information about upcoming events and opportunities to serve, visit our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Kingstown Communion. We're glad that you're listening along with us. If you live close by, we hope you'll join us for worship in person. And if you ever feel so inclined to help us by giving financially, you can do so on our website, kingstowncommunion.net. several weeks, we've been exploring together the ordinary means by which we encounter an extraordinary God. One of the parts of this sermon series that has been so influential to me has been the reminder of God's presence in the everyday, mundane moments of my life. Those areas that are often overlooked and taken for granted. Over the last year, as the world has been experiencing the reality of the COVID-19 pandemic, we have had to rely on the expansive God made known in Jesus Christ to meet us in places we perhaps had never really imagined. The seemingly ordinary places like church buildings or small groups, Bible studies, you know, those churchy places were no longer options for the vast majority of us. Instead, millions of people turned to Zoom, FaceTime, singing from balcony windows in one voice, and some people even slowed down their lives just enough to sit with their families and talk over breakfast, lunch, or dinner at a kitchen table. We have had to open our eyes to a new understanding of just how large our God really is. 
we have had to accept that the box we church folks have historically stuck God in, the box that neatly nestles God into certain places and certain times that fit perfectly within our busy schedules, well, that box has been blown up. God can and will be made known in all things and at all times because our scriptures teach us that God is in fact all in all and through God all things hold together. One of the major places that the COVID-19 pandemic has pushed humans back into is a connection to creation. The seed industry the industry that supplies seeds to grow things like carrots, squash, green beans, and other fruits and vegetables, at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic was wet, met with demands that were so high they were having a hard time meeting them. W. Atley Burpee and Company, a seed company, sold more seeds during the pandemic than at any other time in its 144 years of operation. Demand for seeds grew in Russia by 20 to 30%. Nathan Kleinman, co-director of the Philadelphia-based Experimental Farm Network, said more than 2,000 people signed up and attended weekly calls to discuss gardening best practices as they began putting seeds in the ground. But it wasn't only the home agricultural industry that has grown during the pandemic. Outdoor industries like hiking, bicycling, and even bird watching grew exponentially. In January of this year, the Washington Post had an editorial piece about animal adoptions in our region that was absolutely fascinating. In this article, they wrote that animal shelters in the Washington region are experiencing a unique problem as the coronavirus pandemic has kept more residents at home. It has created such a high demand for adopting animals that the supply is increasingly limited. Some shelters and humane rescue groups are seeing double the typical number of requests from people to adopt dogs since the pandemic hit the United States in early spring of 2020. As organizations have switched their in-person adoptions to virtual meet and greets, they are also competing with other rescue groups in other parts of the country to bring in animals to be adopted. Cindy Sharpley, she's the founder and director of Last Chance Animal Rescue, a nonprofit animal shelter in Waldorf, Maryland, said, we thought people would stop adopting because they need to conserve their money, but that hasn't happened. It's been just the opposite. They're going like hotcakes, she says. We can hardly keep pets in stock. Last Chance saw its pet adoptions, mostly dogs, increase 30 to 40% last year over 2019. Lucky Dog Animal Rescue in Arlington said it expected to finish 2020 helping about 3,385 pets find their forever homes up from only 1,800 the year before. In the DC region, animal welfare officials said that the last time they saw such a rise in pet adoptions was after the 9-11 terrorist attacks. There has actually been a study that's been conducted by George Mason University where researchers calculated 
an estimated $11.7 billion in savings in the U.S. healthcare system as a result of pet ownership. They concluded by saying that when thinking about things people should do to maintain their health, get a pet belongs on that list. You see, when everything was seemingly stripped away or suddenly deemed to be unsafe or risky for human behavior, for fear of contracting COVID-19, what was left was the human and creation bond that has been present from the very moment God spoke it into existence. So how could we possibly speak about ordinary encounters with an extraordinary God without talking about how God consistently meets us in creation itself? The Apostle Paul was keenly aware of the relationship between humanity and creation when he penned his letter to the church in Rome. What many would consider to be Paul's magnum opus, his most important letter, Paul deeply grounds the work of Christ as being not just a healing balm for my soul and your soul to escape the pain and dread of this world mired in sin, but Paul sees the redemptive work of Christ as being an expansive, encompassing work that brings all, all of creation along with Christ through his cross and resurrection. In the Genesis account, after the formation of humankind, God tasks humanity as being bearers of fruitfulness. And not just through our own procreation. God tasks humanity with the work of stewardship on behalf of all of creation. Humanity is to ensure that the world is a vibrant place, filled with diversity, a place in which all of creation can experience fruitfulness and abundance. A world in which humanity and creation are not at odds with each other. A world in which one does not dominate the other, but a world in which each lives in relationship with the other for the other's own well-being. But it's not too hard for us to notice that one of the major effects of the fall was not just a broken relationship between humanity and God, but also the broken relationship between humanity and the creative order. What was once intended to be a relationship of reciprocity, the land bears forth, fruit, uh, bears forth the needs of humanity and humanity tends to the flourishing of the land. Now the land and humanity are at odds with each other. The task of stewardship is harder. The ground is tougher to till. The work is less enjoyable. This is why Paul exclaims in his letter that it is not just us, that is to say human beings created in the image of God who cry out to God for redemption, but all of creation is longing to be redeemed. For most of us, this is a strange concept to imagine. To imagine that the same desires that we have for ourselves, things like longevity, vitality, abundant life, fruitfulness, and joy, are also shared aspirations of creation itself. The birds of the air, the animals of the fields, the fish of the sea. Not many of us tend to think this way. 
And yet Paul makes it clear that the work of Christ is a work for all of creation, which leads us to conclude that the work of Christians, that is to say followers of the way of God, is not just to love God, but also to love our neighbor. And who is our neighbor? Well, in this sense, it includes in creation itself. The land which we till and the pets which we love. Unfortunately, if you look at the news, it's easy to see that many of us, well, we've forgotten this part of the redemption story. We have narrowed God's love as only extending to us humans while forgetting not one part of creation was deemed very good until God looks over all of it together. The creative world is literally dying under our feet right now. Humanity has exchanged the world from being a partnership of mutual flourishing into a product capable of being mined, milled, and manipulated in whatever mean, manner necessary in order to grow our overall GDP. We love our pets, but fail to see that other non-domesticated animals are experiencing an extinction rate thousands of times higher than the natural baseline rate. A third of the world's soil has been severely damaged due to our current commercial agricultural techniques. And by 2025, studies show that half of the human population will be living in water-stressed areas. Now, I know we want to talk about our pets. They're cute, they're cuddly, and they bring us joy. But the reality is that we are not gathered together as a humane society today. Those societies are good and they're necessary, but we gather together for a different reason. We gather together today as the church that bears witness to God's redemptive acts in our world. Our pets are uniquely tied up in our calling of discipleship, but for those who don't have pets, you're not off the hook either. All of creation is longing to be redeemed, and you have been called to be a bearer of good news. Now, what I'm not asking you all to do is to become modern-day St. Francis's and begin to talk to animals and plants as you go by. But each and every one of us can participate in the flourishing of creation and in so doing encounter God in our midst through the normal and ordinary activities of our lives. All of us can slow down and be mindful of who and what it is we share our slice of the earth with. All of us can do our part in leaving our neighborhoods and communities cleaner and more sustainable for those who will inhabit them after you and I are gone. And that does not cost us anything to do. The art of neighboring, of being a good neighbor, begins not with your wallet, but with an attitude of intention. However, for most of us, the largest form of advocacy we will ever participate in, 
the largest form of witnessing we will ever offer the world on behalf of our neighbors is attached to our side or our back pocket. It's called our wallet or our purse. You see, we live in a consumer-driven economy. And as such, you have the opportunity to not only vote on the second Tuesday of November, but you vote every single day with the slide of your card or the distribution of your cash. When you spend, you are telling the producers what type of society you wish to live in. Your dollar is a signpost of your priorities. When you invest in farmers who produce your food the right way, the sustainable way, you are voting for the healing of creation. When you look for coffee that benefits not only a gentleman in Seattle, but also the person in Honduras who harvested the bean, you are voting for the healing of creation. When you purchase meat that is raised sustainably and humanely, you are advocating for the reciprocal nature that benefits others from start to end. You see, all of us have a role to play in working towards the healing balm of creation for both humans and animals alike. And when all is said and done, what I hope that you've seen so far in our series is that encountering God tends to happen in one word, relationship. The food we eat, grabbing a drink with friends, or hanging out on the sofa with your cat, your dog, or whatever creature you happen to care for, are all signposts of mutual reciprocity through the gift of relationship, in which we give to each other, we receive from each other healing, wholeness, and grace. And in all of these, we encounter God, and we experience the glimpse of our own redemption. I offer this to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Would you pray with me? Creator God, you call us to love and serve you with body, mind, and spirit through loving your creation and our sisters and our brothers. Open our hearts in compassion and hear our petitions on behalf of the needs of the church and this world. In the silence of our own hearts, O oh God, hear our prayers and make us faithful stewards of the fragile bounty of this earth so that we may be entrusted with the riches of heaven. And hear us now as we pray to you the prayer that your son Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let all things their creator bless and worship him in humbleness. Oh, praise him. Hallelujah.
Messiah. 